The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. And welcome, Moms Across America. We are happy to be back with you this week. I'm Vicki Tompkins, here with my co-host, Kathleen, Kathleen Fitzgerald and Samantha Goldberg. Today, we're going to be talking just a little bit about distractions. So we're going to rattle off some distractions for you today and see if they hit home with any of you. And so I'm going to start us off talking about farmland. I'm food shortages. I would say uh, Russia. Processing plants. Gasoline issues. Uh, Antifa BLM. CRT and the many times they've changed their name. Um, Transgender presence in the school system. Climate change. The Biden inflation. Our dollar is no longer valid. School shootings. And COVID-19. Monkeypox is now going to be changing names. Well, I would have to say the all the trials that have been going on, high profile trials. Vaccines. Mothers that are vaccinated stating that children are safer with vaccinated mothers. Defunding the police. And finally, elections. And weather issues. Gun confiscation. Confiscation. So as you can see, that's just a small list of some of the distractions that we're all seeing happen in America. So as we were going through just our pre-show talking about all these different distractions, we pointed out a couple of these that were really affecting all of us in America. And one of the big things that we talked about was the food shortages. So we're gonna go into a little bit of depth of what's happening with the food shortages, why the food shortages are taking place, are there really food shortages? What's what's the deal with that, Kathleen? Well, it looks like it. We've got a lot of things happening. I personally just drove through California. We were on 99, had to get over to I-5. And I drove through miles and miles of devastatedly dry, drought-stricken almond groves, so the almond industry, and then some dairies. And there was a lot of signs that said, uh, Newsom, why are you messing with our, our water from the dams? Mm. And then I followed up on that and saw that, yeah, they are cutting off the water to the agricultural areas and the dairy industry uh, to try to, looks like, uh, bankrupt them and then take over and buy the land and get the water rights. I I'll actually back Kathleen up. Um, I was introduced to the farmland and the government. Um, I actually saw the letter to these farmers offering them large sums of money uh, for destroying their crops. 
And when I say destroying their crops, I mean in a permanent sense where they are no longer to plant seed. So all of these farms that have been around for hundreds of years, possibly, um, that are now shutting down because they are worried about their family's welfare. And um, you're gonna see a lot more of that. Yes, and, and along with that, this food shortage in the farmlands and what you saw out in California, Kathleen, we also have almost 100 destroyed food plants from January 21st, 2020 to June 12th, 2022, which was just a few days ago. Food plants like uh, pork, beef, I have five pages of chicken, turkey, and duck farms who have been burnt out. These are processing plants for all of us to get this type of food. And it's not just those, but you have, what happens with, when the chickens are gone? There's no eggs. So this is the kind of stuff that is happening. And I find it really curious and I don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist on this, but all of a sudden we're talking boom, 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 back to back to back where these places are being destroyed. So what is going on with this food shortage? So Vicki, are you asking if this is manufactured possibly? I am. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm on the same page as you on that one. So let's talk about some of the major. Number one, the largest pork distributor in the country has burned down. Yes. Number two, Purdue, one of the largest chicken burned down. If you notice out of all of these hundred plus facilities that have burned down, the one thing they have in common is fire whether it's electrical, manufactured, they're blaming it on the heat. It's not a coincidence, people. These things are in the media. They are out there for you to read and they are not stating that these are conspiracy theories. They are really happening. And this is something that you need to watch out for because it's all around us and it is affecting us daily. It's also not just the food processing plants. We've got in Prosser, Oregon, a very small um, community, it was over a hundred year old grain silo, grain distributing um, plant, just magically caught on fire here in Prosser, Oregon. That's very close to me up here in the gorge. Not to mention the fertilizer plant that affects growth of our vegetables, our fruit, all of that. We have a big processing plant. I can't remember what state that was in it's um if the fertilizer starts with a p i can't remember okay. what name of that is but if you're a farmer and you're using fertilizer this is the major ingredient that burned down in that factory so correct if, if they don't have livestock for fertilizer america what will we use um as natural fertilizer to provide our own fruits and vegetables and and meat as well Exactly, exactly. I mean, because you were talking about, uh, Kathleen, about in California. Well, uh, now I got to tell you this here in a second, but the irrigation water canceled in California, which is the number one producer of food. Did you hear what I said? The number one producer of food in the U.S. 
and storage water flushed directly out to the Delta. I'm sorry guys, but that is a planned deal. And the other thing that I want to uh, say is you remember I said at the beginning when I started talking about the, these all these pages that I have of uh, the plants that were destroyed. I said, it's this is a list from January 21st, 2020 to June 12th. Well, my list starts out with the mammoth smart food um, pork processing plant that you were talking about. These are dated from 4-30-2021. 20 is not even showing up. There's nothing in 2020 of any processing plant burning down. And all of a sudden we have well over a hundred now that have burned down from, from really April, the end of April, 2021 till June. So just a little over a year, we've had over a hundred processing plants to burn down. Really? I think it's important that we pay attention to how much has happened just in 2022 alone. There's yes. 30 plus. 30 plus ladies and gentlemen uh, that have been burned down since January of 2022 till the beginning of June of 2022 and the numbers keep going up. Yeah, this if when I look at 2022, I had nine in 2021 and starting at 10 on January the 7th, 2022, Hamilton Mountain Poultry Processing Plant was burned down. So from January 7th to June 12th that many that's almost the bulk that's the bulk of the hundred so that's pretty alarming news and one thing that moms across america anybody that's listening to this radio show can investigate please do your due diligence and try to ask these important questions to your elected officials have them do some investigations on this um, everybody needs to pitch in on it it's not a time to sit on the bench for this because we're going to really see some definite um, problems with our food and I'm afraid they're going to call it all blame it on climate change absolutely I'm thinking that they're going to be doing absolutely absolutely and I had mentioned to you Kathleen earlier how I noticed that there were more chicken and fish and not chicken and fish but chicken uh, turkey and duck versus beef and that is because a lot of people do not eat beef because of all the stuff that's been put out there about beef. So the bulk of the people are going to be eating chicken, duck, turkey. And those are the major processing plants that have been destroyed. Everybody needs to learn how to fish. <laughs> yeah, well, also too, and that's going to, sorry to tuck over you, but that's going to affect even the pet food um, industry and everything else that has pork, chicken, or turkey, or these products in them. Also, it's going to really be noticeable in the fast food industry as yeah. well. Yes. And during yeah. COVID, that is the number one industry that is still doing well, fast food. That actually developed jobs for people, DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats, um, where these people started doing well financially by delivering food to people during the dark part of COVID for us. Um, and those people will soon be out of jobs because there will be nothing to supply those chains with. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really concerned uh, about those who have not been looking at this. 
those who have not been planning some in some manner, which we're going to talk about more of this when we come back for our second half. We're going to start talking about what people can do to plan ahead for the different things that are coming down the pike. Uh, it is very sad to me, and I think to you ladies as well, that our government would be a part of this. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, also how all the crates and everything has just been out in the ocean waiting to be distributed. Why? What are your thoughts? What do you think is the, the whole reason um, that people would do this? We have about 30 seconds. Okay. Well, you know, our government, I don't know uh, who's doing all of the food shortage, you know, catastrophic levels, but it looks like our government's been overtaken by a regime that is not, it doesn't have anything to do with America and American citizens. And that's what we need to find out. These are the important questions that we are all need to be asking. Yes. So the public, I ask you this, do you feel that this is under submission for us as a country that we will now have to submit to food rationing? Is that where we are headed? That's a great question. So Samantha, take us out to our sponsors. So ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Moms Across America and my co-host Vicki, Tompkins and Kathleen Fitzgerald. I'm Samantha Goldberg. We're heading off to a break and we'll be back in five. Over 200 million Americans see the damage of escalating gas prices on their families at every fill-up. The coming midterm election will give these hundreds of millions of Americans an opportunity to tell Joe Biden what they think about what he's done to our country and them. Rather than fix the problem, Joe has created many, many distractions. They include the trillions of dollars spent on COVID-19, billions upon billions of dollars spent on the war in Ukraine, tried to scare the American people with threats of communist China and Russia, discounting inflation as it ravages our country, the shortage of baby food and other food to the American people. But he isn't addressing the issues that are important to you. The significant increase in a gallon of milk and the even more significant increase in a gallon of gasoline has made it harder and harder for Americans to survive. Energy isn't just gasoline, which is about $5.10 a gallon, but it's also fuel oil and diesel fuel and natural gas. In some places in the country, people are paying over $6 a gallon for gasoline. Some areas are paying close to eight. Have you figured out that $6 a gallon gasoline will mean the average driver in a small car, we'll be spending $100 a fill-up in this country. As the dial at the pump spins, people have to make choices about buying gas or buying food for their families. Food isn't bought because they need the gas to get to work. If they lose their job, they'll not be able to provide food for their families. Tough decisions for millions upon millions of Americans as they watch the dial spin and their money going out in record amounts. In November, we'll all be going to the polls and marking our ballots for the candidates that we think can help us out of this tremendous dilemma. If you see a D next to a person's name, before you check he's a Democrat, remember he's the one and his party is the one responsible for these high prices in inflation. When you go to vote, 
remember to vote Republican. In particular, in Oklahoma, you want to vote for Dr. Mark Sherwood, who's running for the nomination for governor in the state of Oklahoma. Get out and vote for Mark. It's important to the state. It's important to America. Back to the second half of Moms Across America, we've been talking about distractions. And as we've been talking and on break, I've gathered that all these distractions seem to be uh, a weapon against the voters and that uh, the distractions um, about keeping a gas on the car and food on the table and climate change and everything we've been talking about is it to keep the voters so distracted and overwhelmed so that they are like immobilized. They don't do anything. Are they going to get out there and vote? Are we going to have a legal voting system uh, this coming election? Or will they be successful, the liberals, the lefts, whoever, even some of the other people on the right? Will they be causing so many distractions for Americans that we don't have a legal voting system? What do you think, Sam? I think it's definitely a huge distraction. Um, I think the typical American today doesn't understand all these things that are coming from the left. Our democracy has built a lot of fear into Americans and outside. Um, we're not at a place right now where all this information that's coming in is more like a surreal moment. And we're here today, obviously, to discuss how to really prepare um, and understand what's happening and not live in fear to ensure that we do have a good voting system for this upcoming election. It is very, very crucial that Americans are comfortable enough to vote, understanding that we need this election to happen in order to stop all these things that are distractions. It's, uh, it's a definite must. Yeah, I, you know, it brought back to mind uh, in 1776, when the founding fathers had just finished with the Constitution and a lot of the, the documents that are a part of our uh, founding, you know, as a republic, uh, and a lady asked him, so what did you guys do in there? And he said, well, we have a republic if we can keep it. And I got to tell you, it is getting harder and harder to really go back to our founding because so many people and so many distractions are taking us from the importance of having safe and secure elections. You know, being involved politically um, has me it has me very concerned that um, you know, like you you two ladies have been saying, that people will say, okay, I can't deal with this and will not get out and vote. I'm encouraging you moms, don't do that. I'm encouraging you, please go and vote in your primaries. Please go and vote in your general elections. Now is the time for us, we the people, to stand up and say, no, we see the distractions. We know what you're trying to do and we're gonna forge ahead and we're gonna get good people in these positions of authority that will bring us back to the republic that our founding fathers put in place and we're not going to be, be we're not going to allow the distractions to keep us from doing our civic duty totally agree i'm facing that right now i'm running for a pud commissioner position two 
and uh, it's very important that everybody gets out and votes. Yes. We've got what appears to be self-serving politicians. I had to sign an oath to the Constitution just to run, just to be a candidate. Wow. So what part of, you know, the Constitution <laughs> have they forgotten? When you sign an oath, you are a servant of the people. You're a servant. You serve the people. You don't serve the masters or the people with the money. No, that's what we got to get back to. So I totally agree with you, Vicki, on that for sure. Yes. Yeah. If we don't fight back as human beings, as we are, um, there will be many more distractions, moms. Um, and what we want to accomplish today is to ensure that you are ready, understanding, um, and able to keep your family, your loved ones safe and knowledgeable. Then yeah. And, and, you know, you just, you reminded me of something, Sam, when you're, when you're saying that, because I think about, you know, all these families who are having to decide, okay, am I going to get gas? Am I going to buy groceries? I mean, this is real. This is real for a lot of people right now. Which am I going to do? Well, you have to go back to, well, if I don't buy gas, I can't get to the job to buy the little food I can buy or get the gas that I need. So you have, it's a cycle. And these people who are doing this know it's a cycle. So, you know, we said that when we came back that we were going to talk about solutions. Well, here's a solution to the distraction to keep you from going and voting in your primary and in your general election in November. Get some friends together, carpool, go to your polling area and go and vote. There is a way to do this. Do not let the distractions keep you from voting. Do not let those who are fighting, we the people, win. We're I better agree. than that. And that would back up what I was going to say, Vicki, is to get with your community, know your neighbors. Yes. Talk about what you can do together. Find like-minded neighbors, any neighbors. Get to know your neighbors because what has the pandemic done? Kept us in our houses with yes. masks on, separated. We have to say no to all of the pandemic distractions. Yes. Divide and conquer. Yes. It's caused, it's caused a lot of division. We are one nation under God. And we're supposed to be sticking together. People fought for our country, ladies and gentlemen, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And now we are here today for the first time in a very, very long time, hundreds of years, fighting for the same things they did. Yes. We don't stick together if we don't vote, if we don't fight for the right things, and we're not a team, then our company, company and our country will no longer be. So one of the things uh, we had talked about, uh, I think Sam, you had brought this up about uh, food. I know there's a lot of people in my area, in my neighborhood, because we, we're like a family. We take care of each other. If someone's going to be out of town for an extended period of time, we're getting each other's mail. We're doing different things to help make sure that their property is covered. We're watching, we're looking, you know, we have our community watch. 
Um, one of the things that we're doing just on our street, um, a lot of people don't know my husband and I are doing this, but we're collecting things, you know, if something happens that we, not just for ourselves, but that we can help take care of our neighbors. That's something that we're doing. I know there's different groups out there um, where you can get food and different things like that. And I know, Sam, if you could share a little bit about that, uh, sure. what we had talked about previously. And one thing I would like to say is that amongst the 100 plus uh, facilities that have been burned down, that includes food banks, everyone. So oh, it's wow. something it for, um, it's listed and hopefully we'll be able to get that listed at some point for people to check out in your area. But there's uh, one particular plant and I believe it was, I don't know if it was in Oklahoma or where it was, um, but over 50,000 pounds of food were burned. So if your mindset is, well, if there are shortages, I always have my own local food bank. Uh, I wouldn't really rely on that. Um, so I wanna right now go over very quickly. You've heard the word prepping before. Uh, people did it back during the Great Depression in the 50s. Um, a lot of families were hoarding food at that time. That's not what my goal is here. My goal is to tell you, how do you prepare for a you know, three week or a month of darkness, which could mean loss of internet, loss of water, loss of going to the grocery store. Um, it happened in Venezuela, and that's a very good example for us to look at. So the first thing you would need to do is, um, number one, water. We cannot live without water. Food becomes secondary to water. So what does that mean? What water is actually the best water uh, based on our city issues? Um, if you don't have a well, if you don't have a spring, distilled water. Uh, distilled water means that you would boil it over 450 degrees on your stove before drinking it. Or you purchase water in the bottles, which they are starting to ration, by the way. Um, I went to a local grocery store um, in New Jersey and was told that I could only take two cases of 36 bottles of water. If I had a full family in my house, that would not be enough. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to be daily at this point. It's starting to go weekly and they pay attention whether you shop online or you shop in person. I've been caught many times. Um, the other area is obviously gutters um, for rain, um, keeping them in your house, purchasing gutters and having it drain into buckets. Um, and that is completely, you know, and then you cook it on the stove for 450 degrees and it becomes distilled. Um, the other option obviously is water delivery is still happening. Um, some people have coolers. It'd be a good time to make sure that you have at least 10 five gallon uh, containers of water. There's actually places all over the United States where you're able to bring in one of those plastic empty containers uh, and fill it up at a well or at a spring so that you're able to kind of divert bad water. The next thing I wanna cover is food, food related. Uh, canned food during this time is very good. Believe it or not, the dollar stores carry a lot of foods that are made here in the United States and uh, buying the dollar, it's now a dollar and a quarter. But um, if you notice on the labels, it's all local people um, that they buy it from, not so much from China, but more so in the United States. That's one thing that I learned. So I thought that would be helpful. Um, and buying by the caseload is smart right now. Uh, even things such as ramen noodles, things going back to college, uh, getting your proteins and making sure that you're having nuts or if you're not able to get nuts that you have beans. 
um, or you know, uh, greens, anything that you can freeze or make on your own. Um, as far as proteins concerned, they do have what they call camping food, which is good for about 25 years in your garage, even at the worst heat. Uh, Home Depot is carrying it now by the Red Cross. Mm -hmm. There's a website called uh, Patriot Food Supply. They have all kinds of great prepping lists for you so that you would understand what do I need so so we don't have to leave you guys guessing on what that's going to look like. Um, there's actually lists on, it's called uh, patriotfoodsupply.com. They have a list of what it means to prep, meaning flashlights, uh, being able to light a fire, emergency blankets, uh, ways of collecting food, uh, making sure that you have the, the proper amount of alcohol for cleaning wounds or internal things that you're not able to get medication for. Um, first aid kits, what does it really look like for a first aid kit? These are all things that are included on that website. There are many others. Um, and like I said, if you don't have to use it, it's better to be safe and sorry. Um, it doesn't take up a lot of room in your garage because remember it's freeze dried. The astronauts done have done this when they've gone to Mars and to the moon. Um, and this stuff is very uh, edible. I've actually tried it myself. Um, it's not horrible. Uh, and they do have all kinds of different flavors. And so I would even say, keep your seasonings uh, and buying you know, wine and things so that you can change it up. So if we do have a long or a lack of food for a period of time, uh, your children or your families won't be complaining that it you know, tastes the same thing all the time. So there are things that you can do to make life more pleasurable during um, this time that we do have ahead. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks for all that information, Samantha. And uh, we're almost at the end of our show, but what I would add is uh, learning how to use a self-defense weapon and buying uh, plenty of ammo that you can every time you go out shopping, pick up some bullets and get a uh, concealed carry if you can. Um, yep. If you're not sure how to do that, contact your local sheriff in your area, in your county, and they'll be happy to tell you what to do. So that's about the end of our show, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you listening and watching in. We love you. God bless you. And thank you from all of us from the bottom of our hearts. And, and remember, moms across America, you are America. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.